Okay, there we go, everyone. Good morning. Very, very warm welcome to today's uh, daily pre-market uh, trade plan live session, which is our opportunity to be as prepared as we can uh, for today's trading opportunities. Uh, good morning to you all. Uh, very, very welcome indeed. So you're probably more than aware of the, um, the, the massive moves we've seen across the equity markets over the last um, 24 hours has been, well, you could extend it a little bit further to sort of half nine, 10 o'clock the night before. So um, let's just say for argument's sake, uh, 36 hours, um, we've seen exponential moves across the equity markets um, across the world. Most equity markets now, all major equity markets are at all time highs. So the question we, we, we've been asking ourselves, and one of the problems with that move is we haven't been a part of it. So when we trade financial markets, we like to get a nice coherent market condition, really, that would, um, that would suggest we need to be fully invested in this risk on trade. So we look at what triggered the move. And that boils down to NVIDIA and, and their earnings. And it's an outsized move for such a, a, a micro development in these markets. And then we look elsewhere and say, okay, is that supported? If we've got a, a strong risk on market condition in the equity markets, which we, which we have, is that supported elsewhere? So we look at the bond markets and uh, are bond yields lowering? No, they're not. So, okay, we're like, Right, that, that creates a, an interesting dynamic. Then we look at the dollar and see broadly, is the dollar participating in this risk on trade? No, it's not. Um, there's, you could argue we're at the, over the last two or three months, we're at the, the lower end of um, the dollar strength dynamic. So that's not participating. And then we look at these economies, um, German economy, uh, the UK, um, Japan, even the Chinese economy is struggling. And we have all-time highs in these markets. And the problem is they're all in recession, or very even the Eurozone, you know, they're either in recession, technical recession, or they're they're um, they're they are close to recession. So the the relative performance of a company's equity and stock market is supposed to reflect and resemble the 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 relative strength of the actual economy itself and there's a disconnect there i'm sure you'll probably agree plus we're looking around in all sorts of different areas and we're seeing massive bubble like um activity um just looking at nvidia i don't know what the last number is now um in terms of the, the current price for nvidia but you know we're seeing you know probably close to to 300 return over the last year or so year and a bit it might be a little bit less than that but we have this dynamic which is it's not really fitting together the way it probably should do um you, you could probably resemble it to the period prior to um uh, 2007, where asset prices were, were growing exponentially, 
there was sort of bubble type environments. There was lots of approval from politicians and, and, and bankers about, you know, green lights for equity rallies. And, you know, we all expect this kind of soft landing kind of narrative and there's nothing really to worry about. Um, but the economy and the stats don't really support that outside of the US. The US is performing particularly well. But the question is, how long will the US actually be able to be uh, ultra um, uh, how long will the US be um, a really positive environment for capital flows? Uh, will the contagion effect that we're seeing around the world play out across the US economy? It's, it's probably likely to do it. I think that what NVIDIA suggested two nights ago was that it's clearly not now. We are clearly in this expansive bubble type territory and um, that comes with its risk warnings. But, you know, if you were, and we were talking about looking to buy the highs yesterday and um, it was a real, it's a difficult, generally all time highs, you know, we kind of want to try and get in on some sort of pullback. So let's have a look at these markets with that sort of technical understanding that what we're looking for is uh, an opportunity to try and get into the trade um, if we have a reasonable opportunity to do so. So I'll stop procrastinating and, and get in and show you the, so kind of some of the, deep, the data, including we had a few um, news events yesterday. So you look at those and think, you know, were those particular events likely to drive equity prices higher? You could argue some of the data from yesterday would have a negative impact on, on equity prices. So really there's, there's these profound disconnects and they just seem to be completely ignoring a lot of the, the market fundamentals in, in some areas and focusing more so on the, um, the euphoria that, that is, is clearly uh, center stage. So it's not that the moves yesterday were like completely surprising. It's just we're not getting the, the overall sort of correlations are not really lining up at all for us. And that's the problem we have with these markets. That's what makes it quite challenging and difficult. Um, all profitable traders need to consider, of course, which markets to trade. Um, the simple answer to that is equities, it seems, and, and, uh, and global indices. But you do have to buy, you do pretty much have to buy the all-time highs. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult trade to, to make on a consistent basis over time. Right now, it's absolutely the only trade to take, which is just continue to buy the all-time highs. Um, the alternative to not getting into the buy trade is to wait for the sell trade up at these higher levels. That, that could give you a bit of a strategy to, to try and take advantage of just a short-term correction in price. But then you're going against the, the, the tide or the momentum. And we normally like to go with the momentum. Okay, so just considering uh, where do you enter and exit these markets, uh, how do you, even, even something like buying or selling an all-time high or an all-time low, 
is, is a decision that needs to be made. And what do you base that on? You generally, if you're buying all-time highs or all-time lows, you generally have really quite large stop losses. Um, it's quite hard to see a, a positive risk reward to the upside if you have a really high, uh, if you have a really large stop loss around these all-time highs and all-time lows. So historically, they're, they're kind of dip, fundamentally difficult trades, especially for day traders. If you're an investor, and this is this is the thing, there's a lot of capital continuing to flow into these markets because they see further upside over time and they can commit for three, five, ten years. Um, when you're day trading, it's a very, very different di dynamic. All right, risk management, trade management, and trade psychology. And that trade psychology is a really interesting one at the minute because there is pure euphoria. You could interpret it as greed. And um, according to Warren Buffett, when markets are greedy, um, you should be fearful. Uh, and when markets are fearful, you should be greedy. So you can clearly see the greed with our own eyes. And rightly or wrongly we are largely fearful about that type of dynamic and that's knowing that these prices could continue to elevate to a really significant level so the psychology is really quite interesting uh, and we address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms as you know and we are consistent uh, in our approach accurate with the levels we use or we try to be disciplined with our capital and and patience is an interesting one because we'd like to participate of course we would but we're finding it more and more difficult to do so so look at this rally from basically these lows here on um uh, what day with wednesday evening once that nvidia news we were down at 49.43 and now we're up at 50.88 so um what's that 145 pip rally in 36 hours so it's really impressive. So looking at the uh, the euro dollar, we had a bit of participation yesterday and it pulled back for the majority of the time. So it wasn't um, compelling. So and, and look, look at look at gold. It's looking a little bit more under pressure due to that sort of turnaround for the dollar. We were looking to try and get into that trade yesterday. And there still might be a trade there. But it's not participating in anything like this risk on trade that we're seeing across the equity markets. Um, we need to see a little bit more on the commodity side. Crude oil really struggling to get above that um, that 78.50 level. And there's still even more resistance just above it. So you really have to be a little bit patient, perhaps, with, with these um, with these commodity markets. The only trade in town is buying an all-time high. If you look at the S&P 500, we'll have a look at it on the hourly. Um, this was the low back, back down here. It's just reversed, drifted sideways for a few hours, continued its progress. Um, all we were waiting for at any point in this in this move is a bit of a, a corrective move, uh, an opportunity to try and get into it. So. It's unusual in, in that respect. Normally you get a little bit of um, a correct a correction at some point, but it just goes to show that the psychology behind this markets is pretty pretty exceptional. It's an exceptional condition. Uh, we got very close to making new all-time highs at on the NASDAQ, but we had rolled over to the downside a lot more aggressively. We're expecting prices to continue lower and, and they got held up. Um, NVIDIA, like we weren't surprised with the 
with the revenue or earnings per share numbers for Nvidia, it was the uh, it was the impact that it had across all global markets. It seems. Look at the Dow Jones at all time highs. Um, German DAX at all time highs. Nikkei at all time highs. And these are economies which, like I said at the beginning, uh, are in recession. So there's a disconnect there with with reflection of the actual uh, health, relative health of the economy itself, complete disconnect. So there's an abundance of, of capital at a time when central banks are trying to restrict capital flows. They're, they're, they're in a process of kind of quantitative tightening um, with interest rates up at, you know, they're up globally, aren't they? Um, and yet we're seeing plenty of capital continue to pile in. So difficult, difficult environment um, looking at bond yields, it's probably worth just having a quick look at. We're up at these elevated levels. We're just sitting around these highs now for a little while. So um, let me let me show you the two-year treasury note. Is this um, is this rolling over to the downside, which would support that equity? closer to it and um, there's many that are talking about you know the fact that this um, two-year bond yields are going to roll over to the downside but it's not happening um, the 10-year is just sticking around the same price that we were at yesterday so we're not quite seeing the same upside move so there's very little participation across the board when it comes to this equity rally. The, the focus is these equity markets. Um, the dollar is in a bit of a, we're at this, we're in a pullback phase on, on a dollar strength move and we've seen lower highs and lower lows and this is the pullback phase. So yesterday's strong rejection, the question is will we, will we actually get a bit of a rollover to the downside? Pound is looking a little bit more constructive, currently trading just at the 50 period moving average. Let's see where this goes from here. If, if it continues higher, then there could be a potential for that dollar weakness trade. The dollar is mildly strengthening against the yen. Let's see the yen quickly. We are all like. So. We have these recent highs in here for, for 2014 where we're pretty close to the smashing those to the upside. So the yen is weakening continually. Just higher highs and higher lows. A long period of sideways moving price action is probably an opportunity to start selling the dollar perhaps in markets like the dollar yen, the dollar CAD looks like it's slowly making progress to the downside. So it's the Aussie dollar that's looking a little bit more positive. Uh, the New Zealand dollar as well is looking quite positive. So um, I suppose our trade plan could be somewhat similar to yesterday um 
with uh, so continuing strong risk on market conditions. That's our overall summary. We have concerns in terms of participation, like more broadly, but US indice strength, that dollar weakness trade is still in play. We got quite close to pulling the trigger on a few trades yesterday. Um, the overall sort of dollar view, and oh, I didn't even look at the, the actual news event uh, for yesterday, which was, um, let me just show it to you quickly. So manufacturing and, and services PMI numbers, uh, the French economy, they're, they're mildly improving. German economy, they're kind of weakening on the manufacturing side, just um, no major improvement on the services side. In the Eurozone, um, weaker manufacturing, more positive services, moving into growth territory on the Euro services PMI side. Um, the UK, weaker manufacturing, quite strong services. And then you go to the US down here, which is um, weaker services and stronger manufacturing. So you've got a, a mixed bag. As well for the US, unemployment claims, are we seeing those um, begin to, to weaken? Um, are, are we're actually seeing you know, further strength play out through these unemployment numbers. Um, and then existing home sales, I mean, we're seeing a sizable improvement there as well. So there's, there's, there's reasons to be concerned if, you, if you're looking at the unemployment numbers, um, which means, you know, all these inflationary elements to the US economy mean it, it could be quite a difficult decision for the Fed to, uh, to start cutting rates, even though they are hell bent on cutting rates, it seems. Again, we had um, Governor of Governor Bailey of the Bank of England say, oh, all of a sudden now they don't really need inflation to come back to target in order to start cutting rates. Um, and that's very different from what was broadly discussed, you know, over the last year or so, is that they need to see inflation come back to target in order to start cutting rates. That's now no, no longer on the table. So they, they seems to be hell bent on, um, on lowering rates. Uh, the question is, when because the markets aren't really pricing in um if, if i just show you the s p again 500 um we've had these markets discount uh these rate cuts from uh six rate cuts which was um you know really beneficial for equity markets down to three and now there's a few question marks over three rate cuts so has any of that been discounted yet no, it hasn't. It doesn't seem like it's going to be any major catalyst for that type of correction. So again, further complexity behind these markets, when we when we look at market correlations, they're not really that strong, which leaves us in a, in a tricky position. But we will look for indice further strength <clears throat> and see if there is an opportunity now for that dollar weakness trade to, to, to continue. So um, we certainly have a look for some high probability trades, but really just one of these frustrating weeks because we're not really on the, the, the major trade for the week um, on this occasion. So it's one of those trading conditions which are a little bit tough. Um, <clears throat> it's hard to know what, what to make of the narrative because what's driving this 
this massive risk on move is is not lowering bond yields it's not a strong dollar it's um it's not the equity picture it's um it's not the the lowering inflation number which we know is is actually proving to be a little bit stronger it's not because we've got a uh, ultra dovish Fed because the inflation numbers are a little bit above expectations. Um, it's just purely on on Nvidia and the perf relative performance and the future performance of Nvidia. And there's a lot of capital just piling in on that basis. And we're not seeing that capital pile in just the US. We're seeing it globally. Fascinating backdrop. Okay, so um, on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it as always. Um, I've just posted, or I just will post now, that trade plan into the chat box so you can take that away with you. And of course, we'll switch rooms now to the European live trade room in just a few seconds. So if you want to join us for that, very welcome to do so. Um, sorry, guys, uh, the screen went blank. Sorry, guys, I apologize. Um, the screen went blank there just for a minute. Um, let me post the trade plan there into the chat box. The, the, the screen seems to slip and um, I don't get notified. So uh, apologies for that. I was looking at the main screen. Okay, so listen, on that note, guys, uh, thanks very much for joining us as always. If you are interested in learning how to trade, you're very welcome to join us. You can you can access one of our discounted live trading and discounted bundles on our website from just $59 a month. Um, for more information, just go to livetrading.com. Any questions, feel free to connect to us through our website. All right, guys. So look, um, obviously next week is a brand new week. So let's see what next week brings. But um, we'll see if we can capitalize on any decent trades now over the course of the morning session. So on that note, thanks for joining us. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the day. And if we don't see you, enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you next week. Bye for now.